The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. Let me tell you what kind of a show this is. This this is the kind of show we're getting prepared for the show. I almost didn't put on a clean shirt. <laughs> <laughs> let me explain why. No, let me explain why. In studio, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Good. Doing well today. Two-hour broadcast. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be fun. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. How's it going? Good afternoon. So far, so far, we're doing good. And Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I did put on not only a clean shirt, but a button-down shirt. You know what I mean? To just class it up a little bit. Well, you got the flannel on. <laughs> that ties in with the Home Improvement Show. <laughs> but honestly, this can be a very relaxed show because we've done this show with these guys a number of times, and they're just the guys. Uh, what do we got? We got a hoodie over there. I got a just a pull over, pull over t-shirt. <laughs> got a got a, uh, a little sweater vest over a t-shirt. Sweater vest. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, wow, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> All right, so it's a relaxed show. We're just saying it's just the guys here. What I almost, what I almost didn't shave because you know the real estate people when the Wicker Square ladies are here. You'll back me up, Brock. I I make sure I look okay. You do, because they they dress. They they, they do. Mm-hmm. I I on the other hand, I'm always always wearing blue jeans and a sweater vest. Apparently, <laughs> but, but for these guys, for these guys, we're just going to have a conversation about generators and hardware. Are we agreed? Hardware. I like hardware. What's your parking lot looking like over there at the hardware store this weekend? Very full. Very full. Very full. We, uh, we lease our parking lot out to somebody else, and we retain about seven to eight spots for our customers. Yes. Um, we guarantee that we're open during the week uh, until about two or three. Oh, yeah. And if you call and get my answering machine, then we have left for the day because parking is a gridlock. But we can still come in there on the weekend. It's you can. Just... Um, well, now, we're closed on the two Sundays during the fair because right. normally we don't open until noon, and by noon it's yeah. a packed house anyway. Uh, but other than that, if you come up off Western Boulevard via Powell Drive, yeah. then you can come in our back, uh, the back entrance, pretty easily. Yeah, All right. well, over there by good. the fairgrounds. He is. He is just beyond. Am I right? The Jim Graham Building, just beyond the no, Dorton yeah, Arena. Well, well, Dorton Arena, Jim Graham. Yeah. yeah, we're we're down Hillsborough Street, just past Youth Center Drive. All right, and and how do you keep those seven parking spots? empty well i mean and and it's the agreement that i have with the the family that leases a lot from us is we've got signs up that it's reserved parking for burke brothers customers okay and then you know throughout the day as it starts to wind down one by one i turn the sign around and let them have the parking because it's just it's better than not doing anything no point but how's traffic been in front of it uh it's been good um the the nice thing is, and I don't know how this is going to be next year this time, yeah. but the good news is right now Blue Ridge, the Blue Ridge and Hillsborough intersection is still wide open. The day after the fair, that intersection on the Barrel Road side or the southern side will close. Yes. And so the detour will come up along Powell, but we've got a stoplight in front of the store that will activate 
the day after the fair, and so it should be it should still be easy to get around, Yay. and you can still come down Hillsborough Street. Very good. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Yes, sir. You're just here not even to talk about HVAC, are you? (laughs) Whatever they want. But, no, generators is my specialty. How bad did it get after the hurricane? We we didn't really lose power for longer than about 10 minutes in Garner, but I had a lot of customers say they were out for a bit. Durham, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. on Friday, uh, we had customers go down in Durham. Uh, with their utility power, and we were on Sunday afternoon. We were pulling in to. We have a one community over there. We have about fifteen generators. We were pulling in Sunday afternoon and and adding oil, checking oil, and doing those service needs that those customers have because they were still running on generator, and it looked like they were going to continue to run with the amount of trees that were. Uh, they had one large tree. Uh, fall, take the power line out, and when it fell, it took the power line, the poles, into a uh, pond on the golf course. And so Duke Energy had to bring out one of these flotational boom trucks to actually go out there in the pond to get the tree off the power line to pull the poles out. So I think it was Monday about 7.30 (laughs) – that was uh that was about uh, five thousand customers in the Durham area. Evidently, it was a pretty good size mess. Um, Picture being the guy yeah. having to do that call, showing up there and having to be the one to figure yeah. out how to lift a right. power pole out of a pond without shocking yourself. Well, one no. of the one of the services that we offer at Comfort First, if you have a if you purchase a generator uh, from us to have installed and and uh, you also purchase what we call a, a customer convenience package. If your generator is running more than 10 hours continuous, uh, we will actually dispatch a truck out there, check the oil for you, uh, just make sure everything's running peak performance. Right. Uh, It just keeps customers from having to go and go, now what am I supposed to do? Because Mm -hmm. you're utilizing these pieces of equipment when it's a stressful time and it's it's hard to sit there and go where's that owner's manual let me read that. No, no, no. I don't want anything like that. If I pick up the phone once and I call up Joel. Yeah. I don't want to then be hands-on at all. I'm a guy who put three-quarters of a quart of, of, no, three-quarters of a gallon of oil into a lawnmower. Yeah. Okay, and I'll tell you what, it <laughs> smoked up. It smoked up all over the place. I don't want to deal with it. So right. talk to me about the hands-free nature of this. So The power goes out, and then what? The power goes out within eight seconds, that generator starting, uh, 30 to 50 seconds after that, that generator has assumed the power for your home. Yeah. Uh, we have Wi-Fi monitoring uh, devices. We also have sailor devices uh, on, our, on our generators. I'd say about 98% of our customers choose that option. Uh, we can sit there and monitor your generator 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But when that generator turns on for whatever reason, whether it's an exercise or an actual power outage, it alerts all the technicians that are in the field. Um, if it's during business hours, uh, our ladies in our office have the monitors up. Yeah. And we can actually see your hours of runtime of what time you lost power. Uh, and typically, we already have trucks in, in route to you if we're at that 12-hour mark just to, just to check your oil level for you. Um, and it's just a package that we offer. Yeah. Uh, I th- we feel like you – know, because – once again, uh, customers that are getting generators, um, you know, whether they have a medical need, uh, they're 
not able to physically go out there or we don't want them physically to go out there. If it's icing yes. and snow, yes. I, I don't want my mom going out there and walking in it and trying to open the hood of a generator and checking the oil. So just right. we, we try to respond without the customer calling us, but the customers will typically call us and say, hey, I've been running. Have you been seeing watching my generator? Yeah, we're watching it. We've already got a truck in your area. It's, you know, two hours. Uh, they're right. going to be servicing your generator while we're there. That's And that's after what, 12 hours? Yeah, we like to do it on the first 12 hours of runtime of continuous load, of continuous runtime. And then uh, anytime you have after that on 12-hour increments, we like to tr- like to check that oil. I mean, it's a it's a motor, you know. Well, so it's, a air, it's, it's air-cooled motor. It, yeah, it's you're so. not just buying the motor. You're getting the mechanics that come with it. Yeah. So that's that's nice, having somebody that comes out and, and keeps it up to date. Yes. It's an air-cooled engine, so it's not like your car. You know, your car is uh, has a radiator in it. That's a, what we would call in the generator uh, industry a liquid-cooled engine because that's going to keep that engine temperature down just a little bit. Right. These are engines like your lawnmower out there. They're you know they're having a, a pressurized cabinet with a fan on it that's running air across the engine block to kind of keep it uh, keep it under the temperature range. But you're still looking at like a 235, 250 degree temp. So you can imagine if you have a long period of time of running, you're going to be you're going to be burning oil to to uh, lubricate that engine. When these when these things are running, do, do they? I'm assuming they have an RPM range. Yeah, air cooled generators doesn't matter what name brand you're out there. Typically, 99 percent of them are 3600 RPM. Okay, 3600. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, a, that's a comfortable. Yeah. Also with us today is Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. Now. The best part, I mean, nobody's going to call up and say, do, do you have a three-eighths inch socket? <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Because We, we actually do, Okay, that's okay. See, there I mean, you go. I mean, we we have it and we get calls about that. So You, yes, you do? We do, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, nobody's going to call a radio station. Write and call just on uh, the If they chance. do, I'll try to answer it. All right. I mean. <laughs> but I want to – Tap your experience with as many fields as we can. Uh-oh. You you are a uh, you are a trained botanist. This That's is what your they tell me. Yes, original sir. degree was yes, in sorry. botany. Yes, sir. Now I got a nuts question. That's hardware, guy stuff, and botany all in one. Okay. My house is just two years old, and we had the honey truck out. Right. We had the the septic fellas out. Now, as you well know, I I bought a big rectangle of land with nothing on it. So we bought some trees. As it turns out, I put some maple trees on the leach field. Mm. I, I, that's where I thought you were going. Okay. Yeah, that's All right. Okay. At least you didn't buy now, like a weeping willow to go out there. I'm not but. pulling my good trees out just because the honey truck guy said so. But if Jeff Hastings says... Pull the trees out. Yeah. Yeah, why? Pull the trees out. Why? Because the roots... Because a septic leach field is very, very nutrient-rich. Yeah. And yeah. the tree's roots are looking for that nutrient-rich field. Yes. Uh, and one in one actually does make two. And so it will reach that field, and the roots will grow into the pipes of the leach field. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you will either you'll either keep the tree... Okay. And you'll come see somebody like myself a lot for some root destroyer. Yeah. Okay. Or the honey wagon will come out more often than you would really like for them to. Um, and and 
in Wake County, a lot of the, depending on what system you have, a lot of the systems have to be inspected. And okay. so when the inspector comes out and sees <laughs> an issue going on there, then it possibly will fail, which means oh, you have okay. to have somebody come out to replace the lines of the leach field. I, w- I assure you, on jo- I'm in Johnston County, and there's no inspector. So, well, I, <laughs> I, 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 let me explain. Let me explain why there, I know there may I'm not the t- there may not be many, but I'll guarantee you, there's one or two out there. Okay, yeah, I guarantee that. And now that and now okay. that you have gone on the radio and yeah, said yeah, what yeah. you have, they're on their way to your house. Yes, yeah. they let will beat just, you there this afternoon. Let me just describe my backyard. <laughs> I step down off the off the deck, okay, and I stand there and I notice this rectangular high spot. Yes. It's, as we've described it, a seven and a half foot hole for an eight foot septic tank. I have a high spot that is the shape of the septic tank. Right. Yep. I see that. That's why I say there's no inspector. There's nobody going to look at it. All right. So I got to move the trees. You do. I got to move the trees. That's the kind of left field question you can ask Jeff Hastings from Burke Brothers Hardware. Also in studio, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier. I'm Dave Alexander. Don't ask me anything. I can't help you. 919-860-9783 on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5 and AM 680, WPTF. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Well, I'm so sorry that you missed what was uh, an enlightening uh, septic conversation off air here in the studio. We got Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on making your home great. If you've got a question that has to do with your house, go ahead and call us up right now and you'll get a $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company in Raleigh. They have two locations. I don't know which coupon we're giving away, whether it's Spring Forest or Village District, but they're really good and they're great for food. Uh, Making your home great, FM 98.5 at AM 680, WPTF. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Joel, let's be clear about the whole house generators. Okay. Permanently installed, mm-hmm. hands-free. Mm-hmm. It's going to run on whatever you can get there. I mean, obviously, it's not an electric thing. Ha ha ha! It's <laughs> no, but you've installed the thing. Propane or natural gas. Propane or natural gas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they don't have either conveniently where it is, mm-hmm. you'll arrange for it. Yes, unless it's a propane tank, which it has to be installed, then we will work with you and your propane vendor to get that worked out and installed you know in the correct location natural and gas we'll take it all the way from the meter and do it ourselves and you guys have payment plans is that right yes yeah, so you can get a whole home generator as low as 145 dollars a month and that's going to be a whole home generator um there is some smaller generators that you could get for like around 99 dollars a month but help have in mind if it's a whole home we have load calculations that we we have to do uh, that's going to determine the actual load that that generator is going to be needing to run. And, and some of your smaller generators are just too small to kind of get, uh, if it's a 2,000 square foot or less house, you could probably get into those smaller KWs. But if it's anything larger than that, you're going to be looking at a 20 KW or a larger generator. 
if it was smaller, would I have to choose the zones of my house that would work? Uh, <clears throat> no. That well, there's there's two different types of methods. There's called an essential circuit. Yeah. Uh, transfer switch, which we just designate certain circuits that you are only wanting to run on a generator. Yeah. And then we would uh, do a whole home uh, that you want certain zones or whatever. We would use load management and load management devices to kind of control those uh, areas while the generator is running. All right. Suppose my wife wants to, It's it, you know, we've got a blackout. Nobody's got power for 50 miles. Mm-hmm. My wife wants to blow dry her hair at the same time I want to do some uh, construction. You know, run the <laughs> run the skill saw. Okay. And the air conditioner. Okay. What do you think? What size square foot is your house? Uh, it's, uh, 17. Uh, I'm going to start you out at 20 kW. If yeah. you have electric heat with the uh, heat strips, uh, there's a very good chance that we're going into a 26 kW. It's only a few hundred dollars more between the two differences. It's the same size engine in each unit. Yeah. Uh, Briggs & Stratton makes the largest uh, air-cooled uh, residential uh, generator, 26 kW. Uh, and then they have their true 20 kW. Uh, what I mean true is there's derating factors if you're on natural gas versus propane. Uh, but in your situation, I would I would recommend starting at the 20 and using some load management technology on that heating source. Uh, you'll still be able to use your heat pump. You'll still have heat, right. but it's going to stage it so the generator can handle it. What if, and this is, it's never happened before, mm-hmm. what if we decide in a blackout situation we want to run everything. We, in other words, underbuy, mm-hmm. but overuse. Mm-hmm. What happens then? So we're always going to put load management on your HVAC system, no matter what the load of the generator is, simply because we're trying to protect yeah. that HVAC system. If there is a voltage uh, drop on that generator, that it would simply just step out of the circuit. Yeah. Uh, but when we do that, what's going to happen is if you just fully load that generator up, and it has the proper installation done and has all the load management that it needs, and you get to a point where the generator can't handle anything else, the simply the load management devices step out yeah. of the way, yeah. and the generator kind of settles down and recovers, keeps on going, okay. and then stages it back on again. How, how big is the generator field in the commercial market? Like for medical uh, facilities, I would assume that that would be <clears throat> pretty important. Medical facilities is a whole different arena. Uh, those are getting into special made, special type generators. They have to be able to sense a power outage within like two or three seconds and be ready to transfer. Uh, we do not get into that industry because simply it is a small closed market. There's a specialty companies that only do medical industries. Now we can do fire departments, you know, we could do your public community centers. I'll be honest with you. I had in, in, um, uh, Lauenburg, Scotland County, uh, and Rockingham County, we uh, have gone and done what we call uh, community center hurricane situation centers. Yeah. Because it's a rural area and it's kind of like when there is power outages down there um, and in the income level down there, the people are in need. And there is a, an organization down there that has built community centers that uh, they can feed you, they can shower you, they can you can gather for yeah, days, yeah. they can house you. And I'm talking hundreds of people. We're, we're doing generators down there for that organization so they can have relief 
when there is a hurricane or a natural disaster down in that area. That's great. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. Brag about the Wilmington Cape Fear Grills. Uh, longevity. Yeah? Why? Like, uh, the previous owners, Johnny Burke and Henry Burke, uh, Johnny down towards Wrightsville Beach and Henry down towards Atlantic Avenue, their grills are permanently mounted outside the house. One's on the sound and one's on the causeway and both of them just celebrated their 26th birthday the the grills the grill, did the grill yes the fellers are are significantly older than that, they are but, but that's okay they're that's still right. using the grill which they're is using, a nice thing i i have a grill that's six years old and it looks 26 years old yes so the these Bang. things lasting that long yeah, is, so, is incredible right they're they're it's a 304 stainless uh they're manufactured in wilmington thus the name wilmington grill. oh yeah yeah and so Everything that they do is geared towards having a having a grill that will last at the coast. All right, we'll pick this up again in just a moment. Making your home great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, making your home great. With Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. A lot of bragging about the grills during the news. Uh-huh. Uh, you got to see them. That's that's what we were talking about. And and you know, once you get down there and you put your hands on it and start lifting everything up, moving it around, you realize, yeah. man, this thing is heavy duty. Hey, I had yes. my grill blow over. Is that going <laughs> to happen to the Weber grill? It'd be a big if win it, if it does, and you got to worry about your house too. You right? Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a big wind. All right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, mean the, people the, think the, I make these things up. They no, the cla- really the, Yeah, the, the classic weighs about 110 pounds. Yeah. So it's not going anywhere. And if you live in an area like, for instance, down at the coast, yes. um, at the bottom of the feet, uh, they're rolled under with a quarter-inch hole so that you can actually bolt it to the dock if you want to, which is what the Burks yes. did. Yes. Um, one customer during one of the hurricanes lost their grill and they thought it was they thought it had gotten stolen quite yeah. honestly about nine months later they're out fishing behind the house and their <laughs> flat bottom boat and they're about 50 yards out and they see something shiny so they go back and they get a a hook and they bring it up and it was in fact their wilmington grill they brought it up onto the dock replaced the burners and they now have two grills out there Beach house it still works. They have, still they, have, they have his and hers. That's a that's a pretty good story to show the uh, dependability of these things. Yeah. What's the paint company you you do business with? Benjamin Moore. Love Benjamin it. Moore. Tell talk to me yeah. about Benjamin Moore. Uh, quality, quality, quality. Yeah. Um, it is not an inexpensive paint, but paints are sold based on the solids that are in the paint. I so don't you know got, what that could possibly so, mean. So. <clears throat> Latex paints are water-based paints. Yeah. So you've got water in there. Yeah. yeah. The less water you have, the more stuff you have that sits on the wall. That's the solids and that's the binders and the color that sticks to the wall. Yes. So if you go pick up a $25 gallon of paint, it's going to weigh about seven and a half pounds because water weighs seven pounds a gallon. Okay. Uh, You go pick up a gallon of Ben Moore paint and it's probably about 11 pounds per gallon. There's that much more stuff in there that's right. going to stick to the wall. Uh, you've got one coat coverage. You can come behind a, right. uh, a red wall and want to paint it white. And generally speaking, 
on that is with a inexpensive paint, you're looking at four or five or six coats after you put on a primer. Right. And with Ben Moore, you get two coats and it's done. Should, you know, there's paints that have on the can no primer needed. That's correct. Should I prime anyway? It depends on the wall. If it is drywall, yeah. it has not been, if it's just bare drywall, then it is a good idea to put in a, a what they call a PVA primer. Right. And that's a primer that just blocks the, the drywall, which will soak up anything. Right. Uh, Brock knows all about drywall soaking up mold yep. for sure. Yep. But if you put the PVA primer on, it gives you a blank slate to work from where the paint's not going to immediately suck into the drywall. Outside of that, yes, uh, every every Benmore paint is a paint and primer all in one. Well, and I've got a kind of a unique question. Um, I, uh, lately, we've had uh, uh, talking about drywall and mold growing on drywall and painting and stuff like that. I've had a lot of customers that have reached out and said, look, we have mold growing in our house. Can you come out and take a look at it? Yeah. Now, we remediate mold in crawl spaces and in attics because we have heavy-duty equipment to do that with. It's not the kind of equipment you use on drywall for a lot of different reasons. Well, when you have mold growing on the ceiling of your bathroom, and I've had a few of these customers, I'm getting these little black dots growing on the ceiling of the bathroom. They've got a a fan in there over the toilet or over the shower. It's a shower that they're using daily, right? And I've heard that there are certain types of paints that you can paint the ceiling of a bathroom with that will help to eliminate mold growth. That's right, yeah. Ben Moore's got a bath and sauna paint, and it is a, a more of a blocking paint, to your point, that prevents mold growth in the paint itself. Okay. And so a lot of the stuff that, it, you know, if, and back to the bath fan, Yeah. the first question I, I have for people that talk about that sort of stuff is, how big is your bath fan? Did you buy that bath fan based on price or based on the cubic feet per minute of air it's pulling out? And, you know, and you the know the yeah. answer, yeah. right? And, it's, and, it's, and that's it's it. well undersized. It was it, it was cheap on Amazon. Yeah. That's it was. why. And so, yeah. if you or, or it was the builder that put it in. That's yeah. right. It you was know, contractor what, grade. Yeah. What? However, it works out. You know, the yeah. first thing is people that talk about mold in the bathroom. I say, first of all, do you have a fan in there? And they're like, Well, yeah, but it's really noisy, so I don't have it on all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, so. First of all, it's noisy, therefore you need to replace it because the fan's making noise that, you know, it's lived yeah. its yeah. lovely life here. And so, but then it's like, okay, give me the square footage of your bathroom and what are you using it for? Is it a half bath downstairs that just is used as a half bath or does it have a shower in it? Does it have a shower bath combo in it? Yeah. Um, you know, and then you look at the suitable cubic feet per minute, but then yes, a better, rather than going and getting just a regular ceiling paint, you want to get a bath and spa paint to paint your bathrooms with. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's already mold on the drywall, obviously you want to try to remediate that right. before doing no, the painting. No, no, no. I, no, I just, just want to paint just it paint over. over yeah. right? Paint it that, over. That's guaranteed business for Brock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah can, I, can I take this anti-mold paint and paint over the mold and then expect it to kill the mold? No. Mm-mm. No? no? Sorry. All right. You can expect to call Brock in about... A year yeah no kidding yeah you want to remediate the mold first kill it mm-hmm. okay you can use a concrobium 
Yeah. I mean, just, you know, spray a cancrobium up there, kill the mold. In most cases, I would then recommend doing a little bit of light sanding before right. you lay your, your first and second coat of paint. People are just going to take Clorox. Uh, well, I'm telling you, because a lot of them are like, oh, that's all I got to do. I'll just go buy a gallon of paint, come on here and paint it. And I'm yeah. like, well, those dots might come back a year right. or two down the road. It'll eat its way through the paint if, it, uh, if it's not remediated before painting over. No kidding. It's a live yeah. organism. Yeah, everybody talks about you know, things that are happening with paint, like, you know, mold issues or whatnot. And it's like, well, it's not, you know, you really have to go to where is the mold growing? It's not growing, you know, on that paint. It's under that paint. And, oh, by the wall, by the way, you just told me that this wall has been painted 12 times. Yes, yes. Well, there's only, you know, truth of the matter is, there's only one coat of paint on a wall. The others are coats of paint on top of coats of paint. Right. Yeah. So if you don't get down to where the mold is growing you're always going to have mold. Mm -hmm. If you have some some spots that are there or some leaching from wood, then yeah. it's always going to be there until you remedy the situation itself and get to the root of the evil. And if on the odd chance I would try to hang a photograph, which I do every now and then, and run the hammer through the drywall, which I, I do every now and then, <laughs> could, could I find mold behind that wall? Oh, yeah. Brock? Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, Holly was on the show uh, this last week, and it was very strange. We had a customer that um, we got down to pull all the insulation out of the crawl space. We found a massive wet spot on the subfloor, right? So the first thing is, oh, it's plumbing. Let's let's see if we can track where this is coming from. Yeah, there's no plumbing in the area of any kind. Uh, in in the living space, it you know was uh, as it turns out, it was a roof leak. The roof leak was actually running down an interior wall through two floors. And then uh, rotting out the subfloor in a back closet. Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah. It, in a, it, in another building. In a and no, no, it, no, it was the same building. It's, okay. it's her same house. But I forgot the forgot the story. You forgot the story. I forgot the story. Yeah. I, all right. So it wasn't in the. It was just in another part of the house. Yeah. It, it's. <laughs> Tracking some of these problems, yeah. where they originate from, can always be very problematic. And, and to address his point, get to the root of the problem. Right. When it's on the drywall, drywall is very difficult. Uh, you have to spray it, kill it, remediate it, sand it, make sure you get the staining out because it eats drywall. Yeah. So it'll eat all the way right. through towards the attic. Just yes. Just because you buffed it up a little bit on this side didn't mean you went deep enough to get to the core of it. Right. So there, there's a lot that goes into it. But I am happy to hear that there's a paint. Yeah. Uh, and who? And what is the brand? Uh, it's Ben Moore. It's a Benjamin Moore Bath and Spa. Bath and Spa. Yeah. All right. I'm writing it down. I came into and Burke Brothers here, metaphorically speaking, to buy some paint. And instead, I, I got a whole mold conversation. That's right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. And, he asked, and, and he sold me another fan. I'm a well, major that's, fan. We, we call that an insurance policy. When people come back every now right. and then? All right. Also in studio is Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Talk to me about uh, uh, bottlenecks and getting these things installed. What is the slowest part of the procedure? Well, in the city of Raleigh, uh, <laughs> I heard you. You, you do have some um, plot plans or surveys that yes. are required for a zoning permit to then be able to purchase your electrical permit. Um, you know, it's always <clears throat> what people don't know, they don't know, right? right. We had Hurricane Ian, Ian come through, yeah, Ian. and <clears throat> the phones were ringing off the hook Thursday afternoon. Yes. 
before Friday. Yes. Can I get a whole home generator installed? Well, you can. But it's going to take you about three weeks before we can even get permits. And, th- and that's not really because you don't have it. No, we have them in stock. Now, right. you if you're in Johnston County or you're in Lee County, Chatham County, yeah, uh, their process is a little bit different, right? Every jurisdiction <laughs> is different. Yes. Um, and, you know, City of Chapel Hill, they have the same system. you you got to have some surveying done. Uh, or at least give me a plot plan so I can do the generator survey on it and turn all that paperwork in. But it, it takes a little bit of logistics to get all that worked out. Uh, and then it's not just installing the generator and you walk away. Yeah, You're installing the largest gas-consuming appliance in your home. So there is a very, very high probability that you've had a, you're going to have to have the gas company come out and upsize your gas meter to right. accommodate that generator later on. So there's another week that has to, you know, do a follow-up with to kind of get worked out. So there's okay. a lot of processes. What's the most difficult county? Huh. Let's let's throw somebody under the bus. There here. is no difficult. I mean, honestly, we have a great relationship. We do generators in 72 different inspection jurisdictions uh, around this area wow. 72 and they all have different ways of going about uh, it and we also do generators up in hickory we do generators down right. in greenville right uh there is different processes that's my job to know where we're at where we're going and what we got to do right. um there is not one listen the national electric code is the national electric code thank you yes. okay it it's not going to be it's not going to vary from county to county the code is the code the, the only thing that's going that's going to vary is how to get that permit pulled, and that's it. Right. The work has the to process. be done. The process. Right. That's right. All right. How about this? I want that generator right on that spot. I'm on, I'm the customer. I'm you know I'm paying for it. I want it right here. Demanding Dave. I'm yeah. demanding that. I want that right underneath my window, mm-hmm. and so that I know that it's running because I'll hear it from my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Is that a smart idea? No. <laughs> no? No. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, some, we, first of all, you don't want any gas appliance. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's code. Yeah. Uh, we can't, we have to be five feet away from any source or opening that is going to allow carbon monoxide back in the home. That's a brick vent, crawl space door, right. window, soffit vent, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could be on a, we can be on a solid wall, but if we have a soffit vent that's within five feet, and the you know that's gonna that's gonna let carbon monoxide back in. So yeah. want that. we Up have in the to attic. you have to make sure that all that is flagged and 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 accounted for. Yeah. And explain it to the customer of what you're looking at. And once you explain to the customer that you're trying to do this correctly, the correct way, and save yes. their life, and still have the generator there, they're gonna they're gonna be a little more flexible. You know, and and. Most of the customers don't want a generator near their master bedroom window or near their master bedroom side of the house. They, right. I, I wouldn't want it near, but sometimes that's the only place you can put it. But I look at it like this. Yeah. If we have a car accident, a drunk driver down the street at 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning takes out the power pole, Yeah. do I want to be woke up by that generator firing up and me jumping clear out of bed and going, what in the world? You know what I mean? Okay. So, but if it's on the garage side of my house, I'm going to still be sleeping and my alarm clock's still going to be going and we're going to be sitting pretty. And I, I wake up that morning and go, oh, my generator's on. I must well, have that, a power outage. That was not the first dumb idea I came up with today. Well, and it runs a system check once a week, yeah, doesn't it? it? They're going to exercise once a week. Uh, they're going to do a, um, 
We call them a seasonal burnoff, uh, the fall and spring. Now, have in mind, these generators are made in the great state of Wisconsin. <laughs> they, <laughs> so they know. The yeah. engineers up there live, uh, they design products for the, their environment that they live in, right? Right. And so their generator market of usage is the wintertime. So they want those generators to run in September and do a burn-off to make sure they're ready for that winter yeah. right. freezing yeah. temperature. Right. And then they're going to want that generator to exercise what we call a spring burn-off to, to burn off any of the seasonal uh, ice or anything that's on that motor. We're down here. Um, yeah. We're yeah. in the biggest time that we use generators is two times a year. We're going to use it in that hurricane season, that June through November is our big time. Right. Uh, and then you're going to use it again probably in that January through March window. Uh, you know, unless you live in like Apex and Fuquay yeah. and Cary, you're going to use it about every other day because of the construction that's constantly <laughs> going down there. That's down insane. There. Uh, so that, that area, they use generators weekly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we want these things to run once a week, and we want them to do that burn off twice a year i i'm gonna call you in the middle of winter we get a dusting of snow Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say joel my my generator's got a dusting of snow on top will it run absolutely okay now now i will say this yeah okay we haven't had this but we used to let's say we used to have snow that was 12 13 inches yes right sometimes we had 18 inches of snow here i would recommend yeah, if you can't, if you're not able, and your generator's on the ground on its little concrete pad or its yeah. hurricane pad, I would recommend just clearing the vents off. So when that generator does fire off, it has the air that comes in for the intake right. cleared out of the way. It will eventually re- get up to 200 degree yeah, temp and melt the snow burn away. All that off. But in the beginning, if it's stopped up and doesn't have that intake of air, it's gonna it's gonna fault out. Yep. All right. All this makes sense. Call us up right now, 919-860-9783. Making Your Home Great is a two-hour show now. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling is here. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hour two, Craig the Floor Guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile and Stephanie Massey of Massey Steel. That's on Making Your Home Great. A $25 gift certificate to Cape Fear Seafood Company could be yours if you call 919-860-9783, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. <music> FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Our number, 919-860-9783. Richard is in Clayton. You are Richard on with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling talking about generators. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Richard, good afternoon. How you doing? Hey, good afternoon to you guys. I hey. appreciate your knowledge and uh, thanks for sharing it there. Well, you're welcome. What's going on? Yeah, we have a generator we've been very happy with, but I think we located it too close to the house because whenever we operate it, after it's been operating for a while, like during a storm, for example, it sets off the carbon monoxide detectors up in the house. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's coming through the basement uh, vent or what. Guys, have any thoughts in mind there? Yeah, there's a couple things that I would look at that we have seen. 
uh, downdraft ovens, downdraft stoves, range oh, hoods, yeah. anything yeah. that has that vent intake. When we have a storm or whatever, the wind's blowing, it blow it blows that little butterfly flap flapper up. Uh, and then the carbon monoxide wind or whatever would pick up and go through the through those intakes. Yeah. Uh, you also, if you have a dehumidifier that's hooked up into your uh, HVAC system or a fresh air intake system that's coming in from the outside, which some of the new homes have, um, that is also a possibility. Brick vents. It could be. It could be just on the wrong side of the house where the, most of your uh, wind and air circulation from the storms that come across your property is blowing all that carbon monoxide back towards your brick vent, even if it's five feet away. Uh, so all that is this factors that you have to look at. Um, you know, if it's less than if it's less than five feet away from your door opening brick vent, then that's obviously a, a telltale sign that it's too close. You got to move uh, it, Richard. Yeah, we can't move it now because the service is into it. It's close to the LP tank. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be moved at this point. I'm looking for some kind of a remedy to well, I would, I would air away. Yeah, I would look at I would look at what intakes you have and see if those are what can be rearranged. If you have sure. a soffit vent, if you have a bath fan vent or something that is close by, yeah, that is a whole lot easier and cheaper to move than that generator. Excellent, well, appreciate it. All yes, right, sir. Richard. I'm going to send you a $25 gift certificate to uh, uh, Cape Fear Seafood Company in Raleigh uh, in the Village District and at Spring Forest. I think we've got coupons for Spring Forest. Cape Fear Seafood Company with the freshest possible ingredients, uh, including regional American seafood, signature dishes, hand-cut fish, steaks, chicken, and incredible desserts. Go to Cape Fear Seafood company.com no capefearseafood.com thank you richard i've got david in garner david i sure hope you've got a question for jeff hastings from burke brothers hardware you know you mentioned uh i I wanted to talk bathroom tiles you want to talk bathroom tile okay good good and and bathroom remodeling all right yeah i was just uh i've been trying to find a good uh a uh, good experienced person that does remodeling in bathrooms, and it's been, it's been hard what do you to think? find. What do you think, Jeff? I think in about eight minutes when Craig, the floor guy, gets here, yeah, yeah, he would yeah. have a much better idea, especially yeah, with tile there's... work, than, than I do. Do you sell tile? We do not. You do we not? We, we sell the stuff to put it down with, but we don't sell tile. Don't have the space for it. And and a lot of things like that, humber, uh, lumber, for instance, right. you're not selling lumber. No, sir. But I can go to you for... Everything uh, to put the lumber up with. Everything to put the uh, all the hardware. Yes, sir. Every hanger you can think of. Yes, sir. And now um, we're now we're expanding because of of issues or expanding with the state fairgrounds and whatnot. Uh, yeah. RV supplies. Ooh. We're sort of like a convenience center for RV supplies now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah, there's nobody that's, on the. It's hard to find. Yeah, there's you, nobody yeah. on the western side of Raleigh, and so we're we, yeah. we've got a small footprint, but we'll be expanding that in the very near future. From a person that that pulls a camper. And yep. goes camping, that is so hard yep. to find when you're out of the area and you're trying to find somebody that you need a, a part for an RV. Yeah. So. On the subject of, I, we talk about this every now and then, the subject of going back and forth, right? You've busted something. I busted the toilet. I, right. I got I to gotta go get that one part. You guys are there to tell me which one I really do need. We are. Uh, and the best suggestion is if you can take a picture. Yeah. 
because there's not just one toilet. And really? Yeah. There's you know, right. and a Gerber's not going to fit a Kohler, and a, yeah, a the, Kohler's the, not going to fit the, American Standard. The well. beauty of pl- <laughs> the beauty of plumbing is there is the only standard in plumbing is that there's no standard in plumbing. That's correct. Really? Yes. Yeah. We have pipe fittings, compression fittings, flare fittings. Well, and to to answer his question, yes. Uh, uh, yes, I would look into American Dream Flooring. Craig, the floor guy, will be on the show here momentarily. Yeah, yep. uh, I I've per- personally uh, seen several of his bathrooms and kitchen remodels. Yeah, they do an outstanding job with cabinets, countertops, and flooring. Right. Uh, so if you wait a few more minutes till Craig comes onto the show, that'd be my best recommendation. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, Joel Worsham, Comfort First Heating and Cooling generators how do we get in touch with you well you're going to call our office at 919-777-1777 777 yes or you All can right. call 800-279-HVAC and jeff hastings of burke brothers hardware we're just going to stop in okay uh 5227 hillsborough street just past the fairgrounds or call us at 919-851-1211 and this is our one of making your home great Coming up, Hour 2. Stay with us. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. And on Making Your Home Great, we have a uh, rotating uh, lineup of people who are experts Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is here for the full two hours of today's show. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, we've got Craig the Floor Guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile. Craig, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all? Good. He's calling from uh, his location, which is the north side of the International Space Station. So, <laughs> Craig, just speak up from wherever you are um, and tell us... We, we had a phone call at the end of the last hour about tile and bathroom repair. And I had forgotten for a brief moment, Craig, that American Dream Flooring and Tile is also the people to call if you want a bathroom uh, remodel or a kitchen remodel. That's right. That's right. And I did hear that. Uh, he called in eight eight. Uh, minutes too early yes. hope he's still listening and if you are listening you can give us a call at 919-213-8068 and we'll send out our best project manager to go over all of the ins and outs of your project uh, we do kitchen and bathroom modeling we can tear out your shower your vanity your floor put it all back together nice and new uh, even painting yes. we can absolutely do that for you all right sounds good Craig, the floor guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile. We're going to get into this conversation, uh, and we're also going to talk with Stephanie Massey with Massey Steel. But I've got to pick up with James from Raleigh, who held over from the last hour. James, welcome to the show. You're on. How you doing? Hey. Hey, what's up? I appreciate you guys. I really do. Thank you. I appreciate you. all the talk posts y'all do at WPPL. Thank you. You're very, uh, very informative and uh, enlightening. Yeah, and thank sometimes you. even funny. I hope uh, so, yes. <laughs> anyway. Yes. This is for Jeff. 
Burke Brothers? Yes, you can ask I a question to, for uh, Jeff and Burke Brothers. And when I did, I went to Burke Brothers for a lot of things. And when yeah. I didn't, when I needed lumber, I went down right down the street yeah. at uh, Capital City Lumber. Right. So I'm a I'm a Raleigh boy. Right. And I believe in things Raleigh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what I'm interested in: Can you paint over wallpaper? Can you paint over wallpaper? James, unfortunately, you know, the weird thing is we had one fellow who called eight minutes too late. You called um, exactly the right time to talk to Jeff Hastings, but Jeff is gone. However, oh, Brock God. Emmons has done everything except um, wallpaper. Wallpaper, yeah. yeah. So it, the surface, uh, you're you're trying to make sure that the paint attaches to the surface that you're applying it to. Right, right. Some wallpapers, um, gloss wallpapers, the paint does not really attach itself very well. Yeah. So I have seen customers before lightly sand the wallpaper and then paint it. Um, I cannot really tell you how long that would last. The problem is, is it depends on the paint, depends on the wallpaper, depends on the surface the wallpaper is mounted to. Right. Um, now, wallpaper is not fun to remove. I can I can tell you that. It, it takes a whole weekend to get wallpaper off. It's been my experience is that if you paint it over after a few years, the wallpaper will come loose. You can, you well, wallpaper come loose. Yeah, it'll... Well, I, I have seen people paint over wallpaper. They use the wrong paint, and you could actually still see some of the design of the sure. wallpaper under sure. the paint a few years later. So right. that's what you want to avoid. James, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a telephone number to call Burke Brothers Hardware. And if Jeff Hastings isn't there, because today might be a day when he's enjoying some sports on TV, whoever is there is going to have an answer for you. Or they'll get you the answer. 919-851-1211. 851-1211. And James, thank you very much for hanging on. We've also got Stephanie Massey from Massey Steel. Stephanie, how are you? Great. How are you? Terrific. We haven't heard from uh, or about Massey Steel. It's Massey Steel Structures, and you build... All sorts of buildings. Can you tell me a project you've done lately? Um, yes, we just sold a building. So we have a couple of specials right now we're running for our listeners. Yes. Um, and we're selling um, a, well, we sold a 50 by 75. Right. By 14. Um, basically, that customer has a lot of antique cars. Yes. Um and we find that in your market, a lot of people love their cars. Yeah. They work on their cars. They store their cars. And uh, so basically we are selling um, all steel, complete packages. We can have it put up for you. And we can also provide a contractor if you need stuff done on the inside. You like a bathroom or little office. And so that's basically what we do. Um, you you uh, can do everything buildings. from the storage buildings or garage style storage buildings that you see at, you know, you store at centers, or you could build me a church. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Absolutely. We can do pretty much anything. How long have you been doing this? Uh, about 24 years. About 24 years. Now, in the event you have a, a customer that wants to put a uh, metal building or a steel building out uh, behind their property and they want it mounted to a slab, do you guys yes, work with a slab company that comes out and does the work, or do you typically have we the... provide um, all the stamp drawings for the permit and also for the slab. Right. Um, the concrete has to be done locally. Right. But, of course, we can recommend... Um, who to use for that. And then we have a really good erector, uh, Sean Kohler, who lives in the Triangle area, and he does all the erection um, of our jobs. So once the slab is there, um, he will uh, unload the building, put the building up, and, you know, like on a 50 by 75, 50 by 100, he can do it in like a week. What's the smallest structure? It would... I would pick up the phone and call you about. Um, probably where we're going to be the most economical would be about a 30 by 40. 30 by 40. And That's then, pretty good size. Uh, no, no, no. There. All right. And and obviously the roof line is, you know, that's that's going to go along with whatever I need. You can do agricultural buildings, churches, fire yes, stations. Sir. And airplane yes, hangers. Now, here we're thinking that making your home great needs a uh, a remote vehicle. <laughs> and we're thinking of yes. getting a Bell Jet Ranger helicopter or one of those Sopwith Camels biplanes. That the, the I like it. World War One. Yeah. How big, how soon can I get a warehouse to park my airplane in? Uh, most likely March. March. No. Well, that's fine. Yeah, that's not too bad. Well, and out of curiosity, do you also have uh, insulation packages for your buildings? Yes, sir. Ooh. So the two special we're running right now, we're running a 40 by 50 by 14. Yeah. Complete with a 12 by 14 roll-up door, one 3 by 7 walk door, Four-inch insulation in the roof and walls. Yes. Gutters, downspouts, everything for thirty-nine thousand. All right, and Excellent these price. Um, and and then you could add additional doors, or you could bump up the insulation if you need more. Um, right. it's flexible. You know these these types of buildings, especially right. if you put them on a slab, they help to increase the value of the property. Right. Right. And if, Absolutely. And right. the, Stephanie, the, uh, if if we've got a we've got a need that's immediate, what number can okay. we call you? Uh the number is four oh four eight two two zero seven zero zero. Right. You can also go to massysteel.com, click on there, send me your information, I'll call you right away. All right. And we're not gonna be put off by the fact that you're located in uh, Atlanta, Georgia area, because you've got people here. I have people there. Yes, sir. That's the reason why we're focusing there. Our, the majority of our business is in North Carolina and South Carolina. Oh, it is. Okay. All right, Stephanie, I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much. 
for being a Thanks part of the show. Yeah. Me. Thank you, Stephanie. All right. Take care, Stephanie. Uh, we got, we're going to pick up with uh, Craig the Floor Guy in American Dream Flooring and Tile uh, for the rest of this hour. Our number is 919-860-9783. Now, knowing my luck, giving out that number, I will now get a telephone call specifically for somebody who needs a 50 by 90 foot structure. That's normally how they it works out. Metal. Craig, the floor guy, can you do that? Can I do a 50 by 90 metal structure? Sure. No, but we we no. can put floors in it. We can put <laughs> floors in it. All right. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the telephone number. Call in any case, whatever you need. 919-860-9783. Craig, the floor guy. And we've got Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 919-860-9783. If you are in line to park at the state fairgrounds, call me right now. You can impress everybody in the family by being on the radio, asking a question of Craig the Floor Guy uh, or Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Then, you know, you get a $25 gift certificate to uh, Cape Fear Seafood Company. You take the whole family out. While you're at the State Fair, stop by our studio, the WPTF studio, for a selfie. We're advertising it as if have you ever imagined yourself as a DJ? And you, you go out and get a selfie. If you really want to live the DJ lifestyle, you got to be surrounded by old records and you got to have your feet up half the time. And pizza and soda. Pizza and soda and wings <laughs> in the background. All right. Craig, the floor guy, American Dream Flooring and Tile. How you doing today? I'm doing good. You're doing um, all right. Yeah, I know you mentioned earlier that I'm I'm remoting in yeah, from okay. from yeah from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We wow. are opening our uh, new location in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina next month. That's great. And and uh, I'm busy working on that task. So anybody, any listeners out there with any family or friends in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area, tell them to be looking for us. American Dream Flooring and Tile Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach is coming soon. That's an excellent idea. It is. It's a, it's a booming area. And and every 10 years or so, things get knocked down. Mm-hmm. It's a little like going to business in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to... There's going to be a catastrophe. You will get some repeat business. Myrtle Beach. Are you spending some time down there? Like, what's the weather like right now? Uh, it's 74, Good I think. Sunny heavens. and beautiful. Not a cloud, is there? Not a cloud not, in the sky. No, uh, not a not a cloud in the sky. And I'm 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 not at the uh, beach on a boat or a jet ski. I'm here with you guys and WPTF and our Bless loyal you. listeners. Bless you. Talk to me about some um, flooring options. I put in in my house something probably is going to last me a lifetime, uh, and it, and it was the uh, luxury vinyl. Luxury wasn't it? vinyl, but it was. Can't, luxury vinyl heavy so, duty yes sir ceramic you got the ceramic bead finished luxury vinyl plank you're not going to get that at lowe's or home depot oh, i'm sorry did i say the l word yeah you know that's gonna, fine you're not going to get that at the uh, big box stores and why is that not why can i not just buy that stuff quality 
yeah, that's yeah. right. Quality. They they basically they sell the stuff that they can do the highest markups on and make the biggest profits. A product like you have, Dave, for yeah. for if you go to a big box store, it's going to be a special order product. Um, it's not going to be one of their end cap specials. That's for sure. Yeah, these big box stores they they go for volume. What what right. materials can right. they buy to sell to everybody universally? Right. And, and the type of flooring you have is a high quality flooring. Not a lot of people, you know, when it comes to how many people are going into Home Depot, right. not a lot of them are going to be buying that kind of flooring. That's a it's a much better quality. I don't mind telling you, Craig. Number one, we didn't pay all that much. I mean, it was not a uh, not an investment I'm going to be paying off for five years, ten years. I didn't have to roll it into the mortgage. But on top of that, we financed through you. Yeah, uh, we offer 12-month no-interest financing all the time. Right. And sometimes uh, we're able to do special promotions um, along with, with partnerships with our vendors like Mohawk, where we can offer 18 months and sometimes up to 24 months, no interest financing. All right. Let's pick up with Bob in West Raleigh. Bob, how are you? Hey, Bob, welcome to Making Your Home Great. Thank you. I got a, call. I got a question for Craig. Yes. I have a fairly good sized kitchen double bay you know work plus eating area yes and the floor of the kitchen is contiguous with an adjacent hallway mm -hmm. that whole flooring is all brick paper i'd like to cover it i like to walk barefoot in the winter mm. i mean inside the house yeah yeah and in the winter it's pretty cold You want an option for so what's the best flooring to lay down over exposed brick? Right. Something that you could walk on barefoot. All right, Craig, what is it? Yeah. Hey, Bob, thanks for calling in. It's one of our most loyal listeners. Yeah. Um, I, you can actually um, lay LVP, luxury vinyl plank, over that. Um, there's also luxury vinyl tile that could be laid over it. It's probably going to require some prep work to smooth and level out the surface, which will um, be a, a, a permanent um, layer added over the brick. So if you ever wanted to go back to brick, you'd be beyond that by doing it. But it is possible to level that surface out and lay a floating vinyl plank or vinyl tile over it. Um, you could also level it out and, and put carpet and carpet pad over it if you wanted to have nice something soft and warm to lay there. What do you think, Bob? I ruled that out. <laughs> you what? Ruled out the carpet, huh? Ruled out the carpet. I spill a lot of things in the kitchen. <laughs> well, with, you know. With... Uh, we sell good carpet, Bob. You can spill whatever you want on our carpet. That's yeah, true. Good for you. That's very true. All right. Well, that, that's, I got some options then. All right. Thank well, you, Bob. Let me ask one last thing. What yeah. is the material you use to level the floor? Well, if we told you that, I'd have to kill you. That's <laughs> a, <laughs> trade secret. That's a trade secret, Bob. It's a uh, a uh, self-leveling compound. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. But there's a couple different products out there. Some are meant for flooring applications and some are not. And we like to we use the proper ones. But um, uh, I like not, it. Not not something you're going to go buy again at a big box store and do it yourself. 
All right. Thank you, Bob. Because there are things that I buy at big box stores, but I don't know about adherence to brick pavers. Look, there's there's tons of stuff that are fine to buy at the big, big box store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the stuff that you're wanting to install permanently, yeah. long term, yeah. they normally don't deal in that kind of quality. Well, to address uh, when Jeff Hastings was here, the grills that they use, yeah. you're not finding that at the box stores because they are a much higher quality product. There, there's, right. there, there's a lot of stuff you can buy at these stores that are just fine, but if you're going with flooring yes windows doors you know, i yeah. go down the list there's certain things that you you pay a little bit extra for we had a situation craig i don't know whether you remember uh, you know after you had done my floor we then handed your name to my son-in-law and daughter and they have a home in wilson area and they had some rot and they had to take out you guys did a lot of work but the one thing that I didn't realize is, and I was impressed about, they've got actual tile in a sunroom. Mm-hmm. You were able to match the look of that tile with some other product that's not tile. I think it was luxury vinyl tile. Am I correct on that? Yeah, and we were able to match the level of it. Right. You know, one of the issues they had is they had multiple layers of flooring. You know, you just keep building on top of the of the next layer. Next thing you know, you got all these different levels and doors that won't close and yep. open. And, um, you know, what what I'm going to recommend everybody is call a pro- experienced professional to get the right advice. When I, I go to people's homes to give them a flooring estimate. And one of the first thing I ask them is, where's their crawl space door? And they look at me like, huh? Yeah. I want to look under the house before I even start kind of diagnosing what's the right thing to do in the house. Right. And that's, that's because of all the experience I have. I know, you know, we we need to make sure we're building on top of a proper subfloor and and the right type of foundation for the right type of floor and the right application. And, you know, just because it looks nice doesn't mean that's the floor you need to put in there. You might need to find something that's a little bit different, you know, makeup, different type product sure and then find the look in that quality level that's best for you you know it's like the gentleman that called earlier about painting over wallpaper yeah yeah. his his question was can you do it yeah you can eat glass too but that doesn't mean that's (laughs) that's the the best option all right sounds good craig the floor guy from american dream flooring and tile brock emmons of triangle radiant barrier the show is making your home great making your home great FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. And I'm making your home great today. We had Stephanie Massey from Massey Steel. You want to see some of the structures that Massey Steel puts up. Um, They are at MasseySteel.com. And again, they've got an installation person locally. If you don't want to be... uh, you don't want to be put off just because they are not local. Maybe there's um, a good reason to call Stephanie, um, and her telephone number is 404-822-0700, 822-0700 in the 404 area code. Much closer to home. Craig, the floor guy, who has announced he is, you're in Myrtle Beach? 
and you're yep. you're opening up an American Dream flooring and tile Myrtle Beach location. That's you, right. We got to help these folks down here get their luxury vinyl plank installed correctly. <laughs> you lucky dog. That's yeah, tough living down there in Myrtle yeah, Beach. Yeah, you are going to spend some hey, time at the beach. I just weathered a hurricane last week. Come on, <laughs> give me a break. That's that's pretty cool. Craig, the floor guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile, talk to me about why you would go underneath somebody's home. You just mentioned that you do that. But I just still don't understand why. Well, especially with the 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 pier and beam crawl space foundations, yeah. there's a lot of expansion and contraction that's happening throughout the year because of humidity and moisture changes. Yeah. And so that has an effect on the floor um, because the floor is setting on top of that foundation. So if it's super, super wet or moist, yeah. especially if there's wet insulation or um, some houses I'll find they don't have the proper moisture barrier right. underneath the house. And, right. and so that causes a lot of expansion and contraction. It can cause the subfloor to soften and rot. Um, and all that has to be in ideal um you know, an ideal situation or it voids the warranties on the flooring that we put in. Are there some floorings that I can't put uh, in some settings? Yeah, all of them. All of them? I mean, okay. yeah, if the subfloor is not up to snuff and the crawl space doesn't pass the necessary requirements, then any floor you put in there, it will void the manufacturer's warranty. And American Dream Flooring and Tile, we're known for our lifetime installation warranty. Right. And our lifetime installation warranty is contingent upon the manufacturer's warranty. So anything that void the ma voids the manufacturer's warranty voids our installation warranty. Huh. No. So we have to make sure that we're dotting all I's and crossing all T's before we uh, agree to put that floor in. Now, I can I can verify this, okay? In yeah. the past, Craig and I have been working with each other for a few years now. And in the past, Craig has had customers. He's gone, on, uh, gone in and installed certain types of flooring. And those customers have said, you know, we're going to get the crawl space taken care of. Yes. It's right around the corner. Yes. Well, they never took care of the crawl space. Uh, yeah. Two, three years go by. And that very expensive floor that they put in starts having issues. Yeah. And, you know, they, they reach back out to Craig and they say, well, this is what's going on. And Craig's like, well, you had a moisture issue three years ago. We were supposed to get that corrected. It does not appear that this was corrected. And this is the damage that can be caused by moisture right. being underneath the house. Right. right. So I can attest to that. It can definitely cause issues with a floor that's a few years old. Okay. American Dream Flooring and Tile, you got to expand the name of your company because you're going to be, you are still and always have been doing projects in the kitchen and bathroom for people. Um, yeah. And if you go to our uh, Facebook page, I just posted photos of a recent kitchen. I'm super yeah. proud of my, my team, our design team, and, and John, our production manager. Man, they are they are super awesome at what they do, and we just completed a phenomenal, beautiful kitchen makeover uh, for a customer in Durham who actually reached out to us almost two years ago. We gave them a quote to redo her kitchen, and I got for whatever reason, timing wasn't right, uh, you know, budget wasn't available. Reached back out to us two years later. Well, we re revisited the project, re-estimated it, put the design together for 
turned the whole project from beginning to end in, in roughly a month. And um, it's beautiful. And if you go to our Facebook page, American Dream uh, Flooring and Tile, you'll see those before and after photos. And like I said, I'm really super proud of my team. You know, I all the time we have listeners of the show that will reach out to Triangle Radiant Barrier and say they want an inspection and they want they want me, Brock, to come out there. Yeah, and, and yeah. Like, Unfortunately, my office manager has to explain to him, well, Brock doesn't do inspections. He, he does final QAs and stuff like that. But the guy that I send out there yeah. is an ace. Yeah. He's, I've been working with him for a long time. He's one of the best in the industry. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to get me the information I'm looking for. Okay, Craig has that in, in his production manager, John. Yeah. I know John. John is really good. Yeah. And you can trust when you reach out to American Dream, although it might not be Craig that comes out there. He's got guys and staff working for him, and these guys know what they're doing. Craig, what about a, a bonus room above a garage? I know somebody who's got a has got that sort of situation where the, you know they don't want to insulate the whole thing, but at the same time, is the only option carpet because he hates carpet. <laughs> he doesn't want to put. He's got the bonus room above the garage, so the floor is going to be cold unless um, he puts in carpet. You can put any any type of flooring up there, um, but I would recommend him uh, calling Triangle Radiant Barrier because there's some great insulation and very affordable insulation options that they have that are uh, ideal for room room over garage type uh, updates. That he did it to to my house and saved me a ton of money and made the room over my garage a lot more comfortable to live in in, in both the summer and the winter. Am I blushing? Um, Am I blushing right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Craig, did you finish off the floor, and how how good was the work on the floor? Um, oh, well, his bonus I, room. Yeah, he has a he had a big bonus room above yeah. his garage. That yeah. was uh, office. Yeah, and it was the coldest house in the coldest room in the house in the winter, and the hottest room in the house in the summer. And and they came out and put in uh, ra- uh, the radiant barrier insulation in my attic, and he also did a radiant barrier insulation on the ceiling of my garage. And it made a huge difference where I was able to act. I mean, I wasn't even able to, to yeah. control the temperature in the room before that. Right. And, right. you know, my poor thermostat was just, it would just, the AC, it would run all the time. And just because of that one room, That's um, a, but it, it saved me anywhere from 40 to $70 a month on my electric bill. Uh, I'm happy to hear that. You know, the, the ceiling of the garage has become very, very popular in the last few years. A lot of us have bonus rooms above the garage. Right. And we have a product. It's a white-sided radiant barrier. Yeah. Well, you don't think about it, but heat rises, right? So in the really? summer, if your garage is hot, that heat is rising up into the room above it. Well, if you can insulate the ceiling of your garage with a, a radiant barrier, which, by the way, is not overly expensive. A two-car garage uh, ceiling, I think, is like 480 But okay. once it's applied to the ceiling of the garage, the heat in the garage is no longer rising up into the room above it. It's yeah. keeping that heat contained yeah. in the garage, which, yeah. of course, is not ideal, but it's better than being in the room above it. Yeah. Right? So there are a lot of cheap fixes that, that you can come up with to try to correct some of these problems. You just have to get in a, hold, uh, a hold of a company that knows what they're doing. Craig, yeah. I, I, want to, I want somebody to explain to me the difference. You've got um, hardwood that you will do. You could put down a hardwood floor, and then there's pre-laminated hardwood what's the advantage to one versus the other well there's 
there's solid hardwood, there's right. engineered hardwood, yeah. and then there's wood laminate that looks like hardwood. Um, of the three, the least expensive is going to be the wood laminate. It's also going to be the most scratch and scuff resistant because a laminate surface is much more dent and impact resistant and scratch resistant than a natural wood surface. So it doesn't matter what kind of finish you put on the wood. Um, it's going to be half the cost. And what we're doing now is we're actually taking the, the new uh, Mohawk Revwood waterproof laminates, which come with anywhere from a 10-year to a lifetime waterproof warranty. We're gluing it down like we would an engineered hardwood. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and so it has a solid feel just like a, a, a solid hardwood floor does. Right. But you get the look of a high-end, wide plank, uh, you know, exotic wood yeah some of yeah. these some of these come in seven and nine inch widths and you can get the look of a a white oak a teak of i mean you you name the wood species they've got it for 350 a square foot um and that's actually what i did in in my house yeah yeah the the uh, picture on your website shows a kid putting on roller skates next to a big dog <laughs> You know, basically shows you it's the uh, the scuff resistant. Yeah, basically going to torture the floor. Absolutely, uh, I, I show my customers. I do a demonstration where I'll pull a key out of my pocket yeah. and 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 try to scratch the floor with my key, and uh, you don't even want to try doing that on a hardwood floor. Um, and and it it's mesmerizing. Some some people are very surprised that it does not scratch. I mean, nothing is made to last anymore. That's what we all want it to be. We're all in search of something we have to buy once. Yeah. Well, this this is that kind of flooring. I want waterproof flooring. Well, now I've got it, actually, because Craig has already visited my house. But, but I know that young people with young kids want to get waterproof. What are the options for that? There's a there's a ton of options. We have waterproof carpet. We have waterproof hardwood. In fact, we have all flooring types and waterproof, to be honest with you, and, and made in the USA. Um, I had a customer reach out to us a couple of weeks ago that um, has a townhome they rent, yeah, and we, yeah. did, we knew, did new flooring in the townhome, and he reaches out and says, we had a, a flood accident, we've got uh, water extraction being done, we're going to need to replace the floor, yeah, and yeah. I look up the customer's profile, and I'm like, wait a minute, you have waterproof LVP flooring. So I called him, and, and I said, you know, you don't have to replace that floor. I said, tell tell the water the the restoration company do not take up any of the flooring tell right. them to go in there put a dehumidifier in the room let it run for the, a few days or whatever until they reach the the required reading right and then let us come out and inspect your floor i said but you've got a glued he had a glued down yeah. on a concrete slab a glued down waterproof vinyl plank on a concrete slab i said that's the that's the reason why i sold you that floor yep i said you don't have to replace that floor and sure enough three days later he called and he said man thank you so much i said yeah i just saved you several thousand dollars <laughs> And and we didn't have to replace any of the floor. Well, and think about if your your fridge starts leaking, you have an interior water leak that damages your floor. I mean, this this is the kind of stuff that no no floor's good, didn't cause any problems at all. Okay, real story. I walk into my kitchen, and there's a puddle. Now we got a couple of dogs. Yep. There's a puddle. Is it a, I, is it a yellow puddle? No, it's not a okay. yellow puddle. It's a clear puddle. And I and I said. So I think I think one of the dogs took a 
My wife says, no, no, no. I, I got myself some water and I might have spilled some ice. Mm-hmm. Like several pieces of ice. We don't even clean up the ice anymore. Because <laughs> no. no, not on not on my floor. We let it evaporate. No, so so I'm gonna patent the floor towel. I'm gonna, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trademark the floor towel. Yeah, what it's is the towel floor towel? You just you just throw it on the floor, <laughs> kick it, it around. And yeah, and it's got a, a footprint made on it where you place your foot. <laughs> yes. So your and your foot doesn't slip off of it. I'm gonna put a rubber grip footprint pad yes. on it. Yes. Yes. And, and that's the, what that's gonna be for to sop up those melted ice cubes after they after they melt. And the maxi towel, which is a bigger towel, it's the same towel, bigger towel with two footprints on there, and your advertisement shows an old person scooching back and forth. (laughs) With their walker. With with cleaning up the water. All right, sounds good. Craig the Floor Guy, American Dream Flooring and Tile. Got a question for him? I've got some food for you. 919-860-9783 for making your home great. Again, that number is 919-860-9783, making your home great on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680 WPTF. We're going to spend a couple of minutes... And Craig, the floor guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile, I'm going to give you a moment to come up with your own horror story. Uh, Brock Emmons is going to talk about a a house he just visited that it was like a horror story. You you knock on the door and you you know you're going to be delivering bad news. Uh, Unfortunately, um, this particular customer reached out to us to have us insulate his attic. Yeah. It's a much older home, uh, about 90 years old, yeah. if I remember correctly. Um, my team went out there to blow in the insulation, and upon inspecting certain par- uh, areas of the attic, we uncovered several things that were frightening, uh, to say the least. Yeah. So this particular customer has something referred to as a hip roof, which kind of – your roof looks like a pyramid. Right. right. It's got four sides to it. All four sides kind of go up to one point. Normally that point is about six to eight feet long on the, the ridge of the roof. Yeah. Those hip roofs are typically supported by the uh, ceiling joist or your floor joist if you're standing in the attic. Yeah. So if you look up at the ceiling right now in your living room, your drywall is mounted to the ceiling joist. Sure. Sure okay, so this yeah. pyramid of a house is supported around all the borders of that yeah. Uh, property. Well, this one unfortunately had a very large um, chimney uh, that was also going up through the middle of it, and was the, the framers, the builders, whoever added on to this portion of the house, used that chimney as a central support for the roofing system. All right. Long story short, the weight of the roof mounted to the chimney yeah. was pushing the chimney down. And it had actually cracked and was fracturing the floor joist that the chimney was mounted to yeah. uh, due to the amazing amount of weight. And unfortunately, we found out that that particular roof had a few layers of roofing materials on it, which we've talked here you know, with Holly Bowers yeah, in the, yeah, in the yeah. past. You, know, you don't want to put extra roofing materials up there because the amount of weight on that roof can cause massive structural damage. Yeah. And unfortunately, this customer, when we realized that, 
we had to go down there and say, look, we're going to suspend the blown in job indefinitely. Right. You have got a major, major repair that you need to get taken care of. And, and insulation should be at the bottom of the list right now when it sure. comes to what you're focusing on. Unfortunately, that was a door knocker. A couple of years ago, after a major storm, a roofer knocked on his door and said, I can do your roof for you. No. He pulled off most of the material, left the original deck, put another layer of deck on top of it, another layer of felt, another layer of shingle. Right. Um, and, and that weight has, has caused, my guess is probably between fifty dollars and $70,000 worth of structural damage for this poor customer. So I got him in contact with Holly Bauer from RoofWorks. Yeah. Uh, her and Derwin Manus, the owner of RoofWorks, were also in shock yeah. when I sent them over the photos and the video, and they're sending a team of guys out there with a structural engineer yes. uh, to inspect it and find out if hopefully he has enough for a case. Um, because if we find out that that was done due to poor workmanship, yeah. Uh, yeah. we're going to try to give him all the support he needs to hopefully get that taken care of. All right, Craig, the floor guy. Well, let's pretend this is like uh, this is like that um, dueling banjos, dueling bad <laughs> stories. You got a you got a story of uh, having pulled off a floor and found something scary. The the worst thing I've seen that I could probably remember recently is going into a home and um, being directed to the upstairs bathroom. Uh, the re quote was for uh, replacing some sheet vinyl in a bathroom floor. And I walked in the bathroom and I could see through the floor to the downstairs kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. That happens all the time. And I, uh, I told the customer that uh, they were a renter. Yeah. I told him I was going to need to go outside and call the landlord <laughs> yeah. and discuss this with him. <laughs> Um, I, I'm sure the landlord was so happy to field that phone call. Yeah, I, I don't I, know that's yeah, all right. Now I was in a house once. I was this is a house that a family member of mine lived in, and it was very typical that if it was dark and we were were upstairs, you could see light through the the flooring. Uh huh. Okay, uh -huh. I don't think that's abnormal craftsmanship right there craftsmanship well you know in this the case of what i was seeing yeah the, the shower door the seal around the shower door was long gone years yeah. gone and yeah. they were continuing to use the shower door yes mm. and so it curled the vinyl back and then the water got under the vinyl and then the water rotted through the subfloor and then they stepped on it enough times that it broke through and right. then the water i said stop using the shower yeah, because <laughs> because they're renters they didn't fix it they just put a road no, cone next to the hole to let you know not to step there yeah, yeah. I bet you that landlord was really happy about that phone call. Well, anybody listening out there, if you are a landlord or you have rental property, inspect yes. that property regularly. I yes. would say at least once every two or three months, go do a walkthrough. I would agree. Agree yeah. with that completely. You know, not all renters are like that, okay? There's tons no. of great renters out there. Yes. But I work with a lot of landlords. They buy properties, have us come out and insulate them, you know, and, and before they move in their tenants. And I, I've heard, just heard horror story after horror story Yeah. about some of the stuff they uncover after the renters move out. So, no, I agree with Craig, in, uh, Craig implicitly. Inspect your properties at least every two to three months. 
Should only take you 20 to 30 minutes to run through it, but you'd right. be surprised. Right. And and I have to say that if you were to put in a product and spend some money on your, your property, you get a qualified installer. You get Craig, the floor guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile, to do your floors, and then you could not worry about it. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, you're not really saving that much money, people. Right. Uh, Uncle Chuck or whoever you're calling, you know, Bob's get her, you know, get her done flooring or whatever. They're not going to, you're not going to save that much money. It's not really worth, right. You know, walking away from a warranty, you know, deal with some people who stand behind the work for the life of the floor. We're going to make sure everything's done right. If we see other issues when we're in there, we're going to alert you to those as well. And we're going to refer you to some of the most reputable contractors in the market to get free quotes to address those issues. I mean, yeah, it's a win-win. I, I agree. Don't, uh, it's, it's hard to listen to somebody say, well, I went with this company to install my flooring. I'll use yeah. that as an example because they were $1,000 cheaper. Yeah. Well, they did it wrong, and now it's going to cost you $2,000 to fix it. It would have been better just to go to a, a quality guy up front and make sure it was done right. All right. Craig, the floor guy, good talking with you. American Dream Flooring and Tile. Now you've got... You're in Myrtle Beach now, but you've got two showrooms here. Talk yep, to me Ra about the showrooms. Raleigh and Apex. And, yep. and uh, Raleigh is kind of our home base. It's a smaller showroom. It's where we run our operations out of. And we have a really nice larger showroom in Apex that is manned uh, by Mel. You guys, yep. customers can go by and see Mel Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. And he'll meet you there on Saturday as well if you'd like to look at uh look at our displays we have some new products in there as well all right and, craig uh, i need uh, a number i need a number 919-213-8068 americandreamfloor.com all right and we'll be back next week with making your home great fm 98.5 am 680 wptf